Well, all right then. Hello? Moshimoshi. All right, now we're back. Episode 12. I keep forgetting that that is actually how I've been doing that, like by proxy as well, like on the interview episodes. Like if uh-huh. you listen to the Rope Baby one, you actually hear me like yeah. slowly creep up and then... Yeah, I do cap. remember that one, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, again, welcome back. Hello. Episode 12. I feel so welcomed into my own house. I, I know. I mean, I try to make everybody feel welcome. Except, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> except for a specific demographic of people that we will not get into today. Now, that being said, today's topic, before we get into that, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, as well as subscribe to all of the podcast places, Google, Spotify, Apple, and we can't forget our our patron saint of where we're hosting all of our stuff, Pornhub. The Hub. The Hub has been very, very nice to us. Mm. The people on the Hub have been very nice to us. Actually, yeah. I, I can concur. Thank you all for all the views. You're fantastic. Smooches. <laughs> and YouTube. Don't forget YouTube, even though YouTube is our bastard child, because no one likes watching on YouTube for some reason, even though we have more. I think YouTube just never recommends us. I don't think they will either, because we're not even... We're... So we have 17 subscribers on YouTube. Naughty. And the minimum requirement to even get any form of like monetization or recommendation is at a thousand views or a hundred subscribers. Mm-hmm. We may never get to that as far as on YouTube is concerned, but I do appreciate everybody that is listening. We do love you. Thank you. Mm. Now for today's topic. We spoke last episode about ritualism and kink. Uh-huh. So today, we continue and kick it off with spirituality. Yeah, now, now we're going to talk about the thing you thought we were going to talk about last time. Exactly. <laughs> so, as far as spirituality and kink... I can I can, I can see... Yeah, because you have some history with this one, right? Um, yes and no. I mean, yes, as far as, as far in the sense that it, it makes sense that my little Catholic body at the moment of conceptualizing everything was like, oh, I'm a sinner. I enjoy punishment. Mm-hmm. That kind of clicked. Um, so that was the little baby boy brain at that young age, figuring mm-hmm. that all that stuff out. But I've seen, I've seen some people that actually are relatively religious relatively spiritual that Uh do invest their life in kink Mm -hmm. that's an interesting concept considering that most abrahamic religions um we'll start with uh, the muslim faith and then we'll work our way down to catholicism and christianity and and i wouldn't say so much of the judeo faith Mm -hmm. because i've i've met a few jewish people in the kink scene and they're lovely they they doesn't say anything about like kink being that very very bad thing right but if you talk to some christians mm-hmm. and some muslims the concept of sexuality is still a very big no-no right and or very heavily regulated yes um will we can take it in from using the hijab as one of the things where you they in the sexualization of females like they cannot you cannot see anything but their eyes mm-hmm. in some cases others it's their entire face only their husband can see them like that right um, whereas you take a step back into like the Catholic and Christian faith, there's a lot of interesting, weird things that come about that. Like the whole idea of like, you're supposed to only have her sleep with one person and get pregnant with one person. Mm-hmm. So you have some of these people that are kinky. Yeah. And that's what we're going to kind of be talking about today is how there is 
we as kinky people do we we're accepting of all faiths religion colors and creeds mm-hmm. or as much as we can be um if you're a pedophile stay the fuck away from us um anywho what is your experience with, with spirituality and kink so i haven't done anything christian related in a very long time i've been pagan from a from a very very um young age like it, it's a weird um duality because like i live in the south and have to like deal with um rather aggressive forms of uh uh baptist christianity and i've dealt with harassment from it but i also grew up um hearing um like all of my fairy tales were norse myth because uh like i'm, a, I'm an immigrant kid um family comes from denmark right so I ended up gravitating towards paganism very, very early, and um, I didn't necessarily see anything wrong with um, sex, because mostly, like, I did a lot of self-raising when it comes to my background, so I mentored all of these things myself, and part of um, part of a lot of pagan religions um religion isn't even the right term spirituality is the right term because they don't have an orthodoxy um unlike most of the south and most of most of the most of the other portions of the western world and even some some of south america yeah they, they all have an orthodoxy because they have the um generally they'll teach from the same bible they've got a um a central authority when it comes to their doctrine specifically the king james bible i don't ask i, I why the fuck do i still remember that oh yeah it's the most popular bible indoctrination (laughs) um but um from there uh because a lot of pagan religions are new age with like the former the foundation of uh the historical foundation of wicca with uh richard gardner um a lot of people will contest whether or not he's the one that founded or if it's a long-standing line of religions that's not the fight i'm here for today or That's that's another fight or they're reconstructionist like Norse paganism or Celtic Christianity or all that. So the like spiritualities that stopped being taught for a while and then um, were reconstructed and started again. So any involvement with any of these, if you're, if you have a certain level of individuality, like if you've started making decisions for yourself, there are going to be aspects that you attend to more than others. And as I was finding like a spiritual worldview system at the same time that I was finding my spiritual beliefs, they coincided. So like I've done a lot of research on spiritual sex and all this and whatnot. Um, So I I guess we need to define spirituality, right? Uh, That would probably be the best thing as far as like right now is concerned because spirituality can can take a whole different aspect because I know... You have the concept of organized religion. Mm-hmm. That, that's one form of spirituality. There's the other form. There's the, then there's I, I believe there's a gradation as mm-hmm. far as that's concerned. Because then you have uh, people like yourself that are like, are pagan and that yeah. have very very different aspects of what spirituality means to them as opposed to what orthodox religion is concerned. Yeah. So the 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 main difference. Um, well, first of all, spirituality is a set of beliefs and worldviews that guide your behavior and usually are referenced to um, non-tangible forces in some way that may be as simple as 
um, your philosophies on science. It may be how you believe spirits themselves function. It may be your belief in deifics. It may be just how you think um, people function on an essential level. All of these are worldviews that kind of fall into the purview of spirituality. But the biggest difference is that spirituality is personal. Religion is structural. Yeah. So religions are institutions. They're big things. They have to be um, organized for the most part. Yeah, that that's a that's a pretty solid definition, and I believe how we're gonna go and break this break this entire episode down is we've we've gone through that that we both have a a, a very a very similar yet slightly different way of like getting involved in the king scene with our respective well my my I stopped being religious or spiritual in a, a long time and started mm-hmm. being a lot more logical. Um, you're still, you, you still have a lot of spiritual aspects about yourself and mm-hmm. that you still enjoy kink as a normal human being. Well, normal. I kink. wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Normal in the sense of kink as opposed to normal in the sense of the worldview. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting things that we can talk about as far as like how certain people that are religious, pious, and spiritual get involved in kink as a, as a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've met a number of people, actually some of them are, are close are close friends, that are Catholic and kinky mm-hmm. or Catholic and poly. And it's a very, very interesting thing when you consider that classification or, hell, even Catholic and gay. Mm-hmm. Um, mind you, the Bible doesn't mention anything about being gay, Correct. homosexuality. It mentions pedophilia. So right. we'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll hammer that n- nail on the head right now. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting as as people because uh, we both live in in the states and the concept of religion is so ingrained into uh, religion mixed with spirituality is mm-hmm. so ingrained in our culture I- even in the Bible Belt um, that it's almost doctrine. Yeah i I really do believe that um, humanity and spirituality have been interacting with each other so hard for so long that there's not going to be any place that you can go that doesn't really have some form of spirituality impressing worldviews on large amounts of people, um, and even in religious contexts. But I think a lot of them are so... Um, you see it so often that it's not really a thing. It becomes... It's almost like second nature type yeah. stuff. I think people will bring attention to it in the South because it's a purveyor of violence here. It is a thing that can get you killed and has gotten a lot of people killed. Yeah. Um, which is the darker side of this uh, uh, of this part of the conversation because it it gets pretty bad when you start when you start thinking about just mm-hmm. how ingrained and how misinformed and misinterpreted a lot of the things in these books that are supposed to be basic structures for morality. Mm-hmm. And I say basic because morality is a very interesting concept. Yeah. Um, and how it just for looking a just for acting a specific way you can get you it can get you fucking murdered mm. um, and then you turn that you turn that ideology and mix it in with kink whereas because we're in a very openly sexual space sexual can mean a variety of things just being in a cuddle pile is, can be classified as a sexual act mm. if you if you really want to be nitpicky about it and this concept of you're supposed to be in some form and fashion. You're not supposed to have a, 
premarital sex. Right. Um, or be uh, a bit adventurous with your own sexuality. Mm -hmm. they, these are things that I, I've had questions for. And there, there are some instances where it's like, well, because just because I'm religious or just because I'm spiritual doesn't necessarily mean that is my entire identity. Yeah. I think that's something we should focus on as well. Because it's not... Some people view it as their entire identity. Mm -hmm. I, I should know. I have family members that, that base their entire identity off the fact that they're Catholic. Yeah. Which is not a very, very, very uh, cash money thing of them. Mm. But it's really important to some people. Um, I like to point out um, my experiences being in the uh, LGBTQ sphere where I've had friends complain about other friends of mine. And they're like, why do they have to act so gay? And I'm like, well, that's their thing. It's that to be able to do that is a form of resistance. Yeah. Um, being able to have that be such a big aspect of your personality and continue to exist in a hostile world is a statement. It's a form of resistance uh, of everyday resistance as opposed to like protest resistance. So it's an important thing and it's valid. And that same mechanism is what an, what influences anybody that makes their whole personality about one thing mm -hmm. they are because usually this one thing isn't um just a regular part of a person and if it is it's turned up so much that um people notice it like the fact that you could even notice it to point it out means it's significant enough they've made investments with their behavior into that thing so they think for some reason that this needs to be more important and they have become a paragon of being that thing. Yeah, I can see that as an as a way that some some people when we talk about public kink mm. or like being publicly outed as I is probably the easy the more correct way to explain it. It's like I'm publicly outed. People mm. people in my my actual like IRL job know I am kinky. Mm. Like there's there's no way around it. Um because that's that's the easiest way for me to be like, look, this is who I am. You deal with it or you don't. Mm -hmm. Because I, it, it, it's that's part of my personality. Is like I have this other side of me that I wear as a badge of honor. Right, and that that does translate into some people with their spirituality. Like this is their thing. Like if you go into some kinky spheres of places. There's a lot of Viking Norse stuff that iconography that comes up, like right. usually Mjolnir and all that stuff with Thor's hammer. Um, and there's a whole lot of different different aspects of that. Like some people use um, tantra mm -hmm. as as another form of like expanded spirituality and sexuality. Mm -hmm. um, that's the biggest one that I'm aware of as like yeah. intertwines like sexual awakeness or anything of the sort mm -hmm. uh, or openness. Is that fact? Um, I'm a pretty big fan of tantra. I I can see it, but I think uh, but my headspace for that is a bit weird. I've mm -hmm. tried it once, and it's it's a very weird concept for me. And it's like, I, a lot of the question bubbles yeah, it, came up. It requires a lot of buying in. So it's very, um, it's very prohibitive to people that want to just try it out because just trying it out means that you have to go into it like all fucking in, which is difficult. Like, I'm not even going to say difficult for some people. It is a hard thing to do. Yeah, I believe it. And this is why there's not a lot of people that do it. Mm -hmm. And it, it, that's why there's extensive information about it, because it, you're supposed to be invested into this act. Just like we in kink are invested into our acts. Mm -hmm. Like it, you could come into the kinky sphere 
with little to no knowledge and walk out like i need to invest in all the toys and all the things mm. that's how much you dive yourself into it and yeah. i think spirituality does play a part into that because you have to buy into some things when it comes to spirituality and religion you have to buy into the fact that you're going to you're going to believe in something like an afterlife you're going to believe mm -hmm. in something that is deific or that's going to help like a book is going to help you with your moral codes mm -hmm. you have to buy into that yeah and i think that does you might um it might be bought into for you by your upbringing it's true um so when when i like to talk about spirituality i like to structure it like any other um social science parameter um because if we get into behavior we're moving into psychology but um yeah um, you've got a big social structure that is whatever domain you want to talk about, and then that generates all the other parts of culture. So generates your rituals, it generates your worldviews, it generates your norms, um, it generates how you classify reality, which is the most complicated of those, and it generates the other one that I always forget about. There's five of them. Um, Someone in the comments, please let us know what the fifth uh, one is. It's called the the five forms of cultural knowledge, and it's one of the the biggest things I learned from anthropology and um basically you get a web made out of these things and you can start to assemble something when you start putting them together so if we have a um um if we start with one domain let's say we start with um Christ catholic christianity right right um and that is going to generate um, you may learn things in different orders. If you are a child, what you're probably going to learn first is a combination of norms. And as those norms get explained, you'll understand the worldviews. We don't do this. Why do we not do this? You're five. Shut the fuck up. And then you're like, why do we do this? Oh, well, you're 10. So now we do this because of um, this passage comes out of this book. And then that codes of, oh, our, my worldview is we do things that are in the book yep and like and then you know you go to church um on whatever day that you go to church because it's not always the same but um that becomes a ritual that you do and these things start feeding into each other and then we have a lot of fun when these things start to interact with other things um like we have christianity and we have kink and sometimes before those two things come together, somebody may have had an experience where some of the worldviews that they had were invalidated, but um, they might be connected to each other, but they're not always when it comes to worldviews. So sometimes you can have certain ones deactivated and be like, well, I know I can't trust the church. The book isn't always right, but I know that I have faith in the Lord and whatnot. Um, so some of these will activate, some of these will deactivate. And you have fun events where you're like, wow, nuns are a thing that are good, and I'm really horny. So we put those two things together. In insert blasphemy play. Yeah. And that's kind of where it comes from, because that that worldview of, um, of a view towards a certain kind of um, practitioner gets altered by other events. So things will start to cross-pollinate with each other. Um, as the social structure of um, sex and the substructure of kink become involved with the religious structure of um, Christianity and the substructure of Catholicism, there's like a synthesis. And this creates a big web that can be analyzed with the same smaller web we were talking about earlier. Uh, that, that, is a, that is definitely 
one of the ways to analyze it. It's just when we, whenever we, when I was brought up um, being, when I was brought up as Catholic and everything, that was always, I was always told by my dad to never do one or two things while mm-hmm. you're speaking to people. Never talk about politics, never talk about religion. Uh-huh. It's the one thing you're never supposed to talk about. And in kink, we're inherently open with mm-hmm. each other. So kink the, is political. Kink, it, rem, remember that what we just said. Kink is political because we will be talking about that mm-hmm. in a later episode, especially now that the elections are coming up. Jesus Christ. Anywho, um, this concept of being open and honest with each other is like, okay, well, I am kinky, but I am also of this religious denomination, I, or this is my spiritual pathway, or this these are these are the things that I inherently hold as dear to me, just like you hold the concept of not having any. Values. That's the last one. Values. Values. There we go. We, we, we've now come full circle on that one. Mm-hmm. And it's... I still find it a bit interesting that you have... You have some people that are on the very, very extreme of these concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have met people that are of the Muslim faith that are kinky, mm-hmm. which is a very interesting thing because I guess what we said earlier, that the concept of sexuality is very strict, very, very like close-knit and you, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do anything outside that marriage or before it for that matter same thing with judeo-christian mm-hmm. uh, judeo-christian religion um and this this plays into a really interesting because like, it's the concept of good and evil what's right for you what's wrong for you and i think that also may play into that concept of i can do these things because i will eventually get a pardon mm-hmm. from whatever deity is going to be doing the pardoning Mm -hmm. if i ask for it and then i think that ends up turning into this interesting like cog where i can do these things and still be forgiven and this interesting like wheel keeps spinning as a as a form of like this or that or that or the other Mm -hmm. sometimes that is the case other times it's not worldviews can work like um they can work on the same mechanisms that scientific knowledge work for us um, they can work all on the theoretical and you can have people making the effective equation that you just laid out it like I can do this because this because this is, gets discounted by this yada 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 um, and I feel like a lot of people discount that because you can't just put no num- I can put numbers behind it but it's not intuitive to put numbers right next to all these things but they work on the exact same mechanisms um, one thing that I've uh I have a, a good buddy that, um, like, he's he's very atheist, but the way that he talks about science and stuff like that, I'm like, this this is functioning for you the same way that religion functions for most people. Um, your religion is science. Um, your holy books are these physics textbooks. Um, one of your biggest values is like evaluation and analysis. Um, you will trust somebody inherently that does more analysis than somebody who doesn't. That's a value. And they function on the the exact same mechanisms. Yeah. And there's also an interesting topic that we probably should discuss about how some people want to get into kink. Just like your friend that's atheist mm-hmm. and believes wholeheartedly that science is the his, basically his one true Bible. Yeah. Any form of whatever textbook. Kink can be that for people too. Uh, absolutely, yeah. and and that's kind of where we were going to go with this. We wanted to break down the concept of like, yes, religion is a part of what mm-hmm. that kink and religion can intertwine and intermix because that's just how humans work. We 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 will inherently try to mesh with each other. Mm-hmm. 
keep people long, in the same room long enough, they'll end up fucking, um, regardless of denomination mm. or prejudice. Any, I'll have to try that sometime. Me too. <laughs> so, um, you see sometimes like this, because we have, we have books, we have literature, we have podcasts, we have we have classes or well now online classes mm-hmm. of, of these different ways to live by as far as kink is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some people do take it to the spiritual aspect of it because most, most kinky values are inherently good and they have a decent morality behind them. Mm-hmm. You want to do things with explicit consent. You want to have everybody be happy. You want, you you want you want yourself and your partners to be happy. You you want open and honest communication. Mm-hmm. You want to do things safe and consensually. You want to also make sure that all the things that you're doing are going to inherently equal a good time. Mm-hmm. And some people get and delve head first into this as a relatively spiritual aspect mm-hmm. because this is an entirely different worldview, mm-hmm. entirely different morals than what you're used to, especially to somebody that has like come out of a different type of religion or a different type of spiritual experience or sometimes not having them at all. Right. And then now there's this nice little neat structure that we typically go by Mm -hmm. and it becomes this, and you will see it depending on who, uh, if you go to events after the virus, um, you see people that are inherently like, this is their life. This is their livelihood. This is what makes them who they are. And that turns into a spiritual aspect. Mm -hmm. And, it's in a very interesting way because I used to I used to view my kink life as this is inherently all it is is me. Mm-hmm. Period. You can't have tentacle without being kinky. Kinky. Right. In reality, that's actually not true because I haven't really been doing anything for a while. Mm-hmm. Does that still make me less kinky? No, but that doesn't really detract from who the hell I am. Yeah, that's uh, um, you've got both identity and performance going on there. And just because you can't perform doesn't mean it disappears from identity, but it might for some people. Yeah. If their, if their real, real identity is a person that likes being around their friends and all their friends are horny, kinky people, um, you know, that aspect of their identity or that aspect of themselves may disappear from their performance, um, and not be present at all. Cause it was never their identity. And and that plays a that plays into a, a bigger the bigger conversation of isolation and kink. Mm-hmm. We we spoke about this a few episodes ago when yeah. when all of this popped off. That there are people that are having really really big issues with the fact that they cannot participate in their in in their ritual aspect, their spiritual aspect that is kink. Yeah, and they have to adapt. They have to adapt, and some people don't mm-hmm. because the concept of well, kink is everything to me is the same way that some people view their spirituality and religion is that their religion is everything to them Mm -hmm. without their, without that identifier, they feel like they're nothing. Mm -hmm. And these are the things that kind of mesh spirituality and kink in a, in a nifty little box. Mm -hmm. You can do just about anything with like some people with video games, some people with anime, some people with any other subculture and genre of things. Mm -hmm. Some people do it with politics. Right. Um, and I find it fascinating how this is this is only getting more exacerbated with current world antics that are going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. What else? What else? What else? What else? What other forms of spirituality that... Have you seen other forms of spirituality in kink? 
as far as like I think if there is a spirituality then there is a kinky person practicing it it's a very good just like flatline everything yeah pretty much um Baseline. I think there Baseline. I think there are some that are more conducive um like you've got people that are rebelling against um an unjust system of Christianity that may delve headlong into kink because they were like don't do that and they're like I'm going to do that now um because a lot of subcultures are based around rejection uh it's the entire point of punk yep um you've got others like um a lot of paganisms are big into celebrating um sex and those things will manifest into kink because so much of um so much of the reconstructed paganism is so heavily based around ritual and identity factors that it just makes sense for you to see let's take a pagan ritual and a sex and put them in the same box and you have a thing that would not really have been considered kinky outside of we have more rules transform into something that is inherently kinky i can i can definitely see so that. that's for all you horny witches out there we um, see you yeah I, you're, you're all... i would like to see you they're all over TikTok, dude. Like, I, I, I keep coming across, like, kinky witches and just like, this isn't for me. This well, I, I keep coming across them, but, like... They're not here. <laughs> yeah, well, they're they're not really interactable, you know? Because, like, you see them and they're like, I have 100k followers. And you're like, well, I'm never going to fucking talk to them, am I? This is true. Yeah. Your, that... pa your fame has paralyzed you. You must put on a mask and go out into public as a peasant if you want happiness. <laughs> Uh, so I'm doing just fine then, because uh, I, I dress like a peasant consistently. Mm. Um, my guy, what is? Uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely a peasant. Mm -hmm. I'm perfectly fine with that. Spirituality is is such a very interesting topic when you start delving mm. into just like the idiosyncrasies that come along with it. Yeah, I think the biggest hang up for a lot of people is the difference between spirituality and religion. Yep. Um. Because I'm sure you've met plenty of good Christian people out there that are like, yeah, I believe in all these things. And here's a list of things that I'm supposed to believe that I think are bullshit. And we're like, we like you. And you've seen um, a spirituality being extracted from a religion in that very moment. Like you witnessed it happen. Yeah. Um, and that can be a very powerful thing. Um, spirituality becomes really fun discussions because if you can get somebody to talk about their spirituality, um, assuming they aren't lying, they're going to tell you about what the operating system of their life is. Because that's basically what worldviews do. They, they influence everything because they're the programming for how you think a lot of the time. Yeah, and uh, there's another good anecdote for this one because my growing like not even growing up like after I got out of high school and I had a, I had a long discussion with my old man about this. It's like, hey, like, why don't you consider yourself religious? He's like, no, I'm spiritual. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't need a place or a thing mm -hmm. to to signify how I base myself. On. I believe in this. This is how I base my life on it. There are things that I like and there are things that I don't like. And that opened up that concept of, okay, my father understands what spirituality and religion religion is, and he's separated these two for himself. Mm. And that is something that was very important to me because, like, he was able to do this in his own space, on his own time, 
without getting bogged down by all of the ridicule and the bullshit that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're, you will get ridicule. I mean, most every, almost everywhere you will. It mm-hmm. comes with the territory, especially if you're like sitting here going, you know what, I like, I like these aspects that make me a good person. The bad aspects that don't make me a good person, we're going to get rid of those. And I can still be kinky and I can still have the fun and I can still believe what I want. Mm-hmm. That's entirely fine. And that's what we, that hopefully what we strive for as a bunch of like people in a really sheltered, I wouldn't say sheltered, a very close knit community. Yeah. And I think understanding that when you, anytime there is a social structure and you um, deviate from it, there is going to be tension with people that are really loyal to that structure. Usually. Um, and that's, that's just natural goings on. Like... If you've got a whole bunch of things you think are wrong about Catholicism and then, like, you go to a mass and you don't follow the mass ritual correctly because you don't believe in those things, there's there's liable to be tension. Usually. If you don't, if you call the communion wafers Jesus, I'm sure someone will get pissed. Yeah, they, they won't like that. Yeah. Unless they already really like you. And even then, they used to might get scoffs from every other which way. Mm-hmm. This is a this was an interesting topic. I don't I don't think there is anything more I can discuss on the subject without delving directly into religion, because mm-hmm. we the classification between the two can get, again gets very muddied yeah. very quickly, especially when you start specifically like harping or hearkening on a specific type of religion. Well, the only reason we're talking about Judeo Christian uh, Christianism christianity is because it is prevalent where we're at right if we were in the uk we can talk about being protestant a lot probably a lot better than being christians or anything Mm. of the sort um Um, a big thing that i know i want to emphasize is um in the more recent episodes i'm bringing a lot of um structuralism and uh, excuse me a lot of uh method in here and this is to give anybody that's interested the tools to be able to do these analyses yourself um that's a very that's a very big goal of mine i think the a big goal of this entire podcast is teaching um skills yeah that will be useful in the community and hopefully useful outside of it so like even if the only goal from this is you get somebody to pay attention to you for longer because you were able to sound smart about the thing all the way up to you have managed to protect yourself, then absolutely. I can see how these skills would be less applicable, uh, the, the analytical ones, to protecting yourself. But, like, I don't want to be all doom and gloom all the time. Um, if there is any group of people that love their toys, it is us. I, I am a sucker for my toys. So this is just a brain toy for you. It is a good thing to to discuss these things and not be considerably doom and gloom like we've been in previous episodes. Like the first few episodes we we were doing were very, very doom and gloom, mm-hmm. even if it was just like the 101s. Because again, when we started this, we both had very, very like strong opinions about the kinks feed. And now we've kind of found our ground as far as like, you know what, this should probably be a lot more informative mm-hmm. and a lot more inviting and welcoming and this again you won't really come across this too too much as far as like spirituality and king uh-huh. but it's just it's it's easier for you to go like hey if this is you we see you and that's okay mm-hmm. that's perfectly fine like i i hope you continue to do the thing that makes you happy yeah because 
We all just want to be happy. I like to think I am directly servicing the people with the professor schoolgirl kink by giving them things to pontificate <laughs> on. Uh, that is definitely that is definitely a kink that is very very. It's prevalent. one of the ones that I don't have, and like it. It's one of the I like to see it happening. It's like in a like not in a horny way, just like in a I'm fascinated way. I can see that. That that is a that's a good that's good. I like the the um okay this is like this is like a just a random discussion at a coffee table uh-huh. with like four or five different people that you just randomly met off the fucking street. Like mm-hmm. oh by the way did you know this this that, that's how I look. Somebody's like I'm kinky and then you're like no I'm kinkier because I know the theory and then you talk about um, structuralism for four and a half hours and then people are like wow. I sure hate fucking listening to that dude. <laughs> exactly. And then they leave you at the coffee shop and you have to call an Uber to get home. What's going on? The, this may or may not have happened before. <laughs> but I believe this is a good place to leave off. Mm. This was a good, good chunk of oh, information. You know I like chunks. Extra thick with three C's. <laughs> but as always, we do thank you for listening. Those that are... Again, do the follows on the social media platforms. I see that the, the Instagram has gotten 20 people. I'm just like, oh, no. Oh, boy. But hopefully soon we'll, we will probably be discussing as of next episode after this one. will definitely be politics and kink because that conversation definitely needs to happen. And it's not going to – I'm not going to – we're going to try not to make it doom and gloom, but we do want to emphasize that kink is political. Mm-hmm. And there are reasons behind it. And afterwards, I believe I'm in. Co- I'm going to get in contact with two other people, mm-hmm. um, and we will be discussing as an open table discussion. Oh, race play. Oh boy, and why it's there's 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 good and bad aspects of it. Um, and I know a lot of it comes into like people of color, like myself, taking it back, like the concept of like being utilized and all that stuff or being fetishized and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so uh, that's going to be a really interesting discussion yeah the the thing i am the most i'm both scared of and the most interested in doing there is uh i am also a a white boy and i expect to be yelled that's not the wrong term but um used as a reference given dirty glares i mean they won't be able to do it from the screen. That, I don't know that. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Also, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's going to be an interesting one, especially in today's like in, uh, interesting climate. But mm-hmm. I do want to have that conversation because it's been popping up on my feet a lot more. Mm-hmm. There's actually an interesting article that my roommate sent me about like race play and kink. And it's just like, oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, it sounds heavy. It, the the article was heavy, but it was also done by like BuzzFeed and <laughs> scholars of our time. Yeah. BuzzFeed.com. Yeah, so th- that can take that one with a grain of salt. But the at Church the same of t- .com. Church of .com. Uh, but anyway, as always, thank you guys for listening. Auf Wiedersehen. Au revoir, Jeanne. We'll catch you next time. Stay horny. Peace. <laughs>